Welcome, everyone, to the premiere episode of Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cami. Hello, Cami. Hi, Bryant. Hello, Cami. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I am well, too. I'm excited. It's here, a podcast. We're doing it. It's about myths and history. Where? What do we do on this show, Cami? Sure, you tweak. Uh, we take a, a myth or story or urban legend, and we give you that story, and then we tell you the history behind it. Yes. So this uh, quick little disclaimer on this episode. So one, we are social distancing, so we're doing this uh, through recording services. Uh, some of the episodes won't be like this. Some will. Um, just hang in there. We're, we're working on the quality, so. Um, Hang on that. And then one more little thing. We, we've actually we did the premiere once already <laughs> and and we're revisiting it because we're really happy to say that the podcast has grown a whole bunch. It's almost been a year now. And we thought that the first uh, two episodes specifically weren't up to kind of the, the sound quality standards and we couldn't fix it in the post processing of me YouTubing tutorials on Audacity. So <laughs> We are here to to re-premiere uh, the episode. Cami, what is the first episode? We are doing the Minotaur of Crete. Woo! All right, Cami, so hit us with a story, and then I'll come in with some facts, some history. Okay, sounds great. King Minos of Crete was waiting on a sign from the gods to prove he was the rightful heir to the throne. Poseidon answered his pleads and sent him a perfect white bull. It rose from the sea in full shining glory with one catch. Poseidon wanted it to be sacrificed to him. King Minos couldn't bring himself to kill this wonderful creature, so he killed a different bull from his own flock and presented it to Poseidon instead. The god knew immediately he had been tricked, so he returned the disfavor. He makes Minos's wife, Pasiphae, fall completely in love with the beast. It wasn't long before she longed to, for lack of a better description, become closer to the bull. For this, she must seek the, the counsel of a great inventor of the time, a man called Daedalus. He reluctantly went to work on building a hollow cow the love-struck woman could utilize. Unfortunately, the plan worked, and she bore the son of this godly creature, the creature was half man and half bull and named Asterius or the Starry One. He was named after his grandfather who had served as king of Crete before Minos. Daedalus, appalled by his hand in bringing about this foul creature, constructed a labyrinth to hold the beast. And Minos, still wounded by his wife's infidelity, demanded sacrifice from Athens. Every nine years, according to Ovid, although there were other different accounts of the frequency, seven young women and men from Athens were sent into the Cretan labyrinth to be eaten by the monster. By the third cycle, Theseus was chosen as one of the young men. Aradne, the daughter of Minos, takes pity on this beautiful boy and agrees to defy her father and lead him to safety. She gives him a ball of thread so that Theseus can find his way back out of the labyrinth. He drops one end of the yarn and creeps into the depths of the abyss, unspooling the thread as he goes along. 
he finds, after some backtracking, the sleeping Minotaur. Then he uses his bare hands and murders the monster and then leads his fellow Athenians out of the maze. So that's what I have. I did want to go on over sources super quickly. Yeah. 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 So I used a Wikipedia uh, entry on the Minotaur and uh, the new world encyclopedia.org also had uh, a good entry on it. And then, also, Ovid's Metamorphosis as well. Good old Ovid coming in for us. Um, He's the best. That was great. I, you know, I, I read over during my research the, you know, the the myth, and I didn't realize that he actually saved them. Um, I don't think that was mentioned in one of my stories that I read. I thought he just went in and was just like, let's get this thing's head and go. Um, or in some cases, he just punched it, too, is what I read, is that he just took the minutes were out talking about this story you've got to talk about like three things kind of um or at least that's what i want to hit especially you've got to talk about crete and the minotaur um and because crete is is was is like deceptively deeper than i imagined i i it's so easy to think of the ancient world and especially like the around around like ancient greece the mediterranean that whole area and just kind of label it as ancient Greece when the Crete, the area, the, the land was home to the Minoan civilization, which, you know, Minnow, Minotaur, and of course, King Minos, the king of Crete are all really important. And that's the Minoan civilization got its name from, uh, from that. There was a dude, Sir Arthur Evans, an archeologist. He, uh, ex- he was one of the persons that kind of identified that area in with sort of like modern archeology span skills. Um, he died in 1941 and, um, but he, he, he called them the Minoan. So they wouldn't have like, I, I, we, we don't know that we haven't deciphered their language. They used linear a, which just sounds awesome. But, um, they they probably would have called themselves you know like whatever city they were from or something like that or or, or Cretans, not as a derogatory term though. <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds terrible. I know. Yeah, we're Cretans. Um, Crete is a place. Minoans are a civilization, and and they they live in this area in in the like you know near the uh, Aegean Mycenaean civilizations, Greek civilizations, um, in this land area, and uh, they were a really extremely successful pretty classic greek cities they were they were really good traders um but they they actually really predate the greeks in the classical area that we kind of talk about so there's uh evidence that they really flourished during like the bronze age from around 3000 bc to uh or bce to 1100 bce and so it's you know cami so pop quiz do you remember when like it's speculated homer did all his junk Okay. Was it 1200 somewhere between 1200 and 600 BC? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. estimated between 800 and 12 I think is like the latest or the the most common sort of idea, but yeah, between 8 and 12. So pretty much it's kind of interesting cuz pretty much when the 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 citizens, the the civilization of the people of Crete and the Minoans when they started to decline, that's when uh Homer started writing and he even mentioned uh, the King Minos because King Minos, uh, son of, is actually uh, essentially a god. I mean, we were kind of debating this before the podcast, but he was 
his dad Zeus, his mom is Europa, and Europa we we looked into his is a princess who turned into a god later. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah, but I think the affair was before she was a goddess. Right, of course. So he's at least a demigod at that. So the first king of Crete is is a demigod. Now you know, the the story like Homer he what he was writing about was myth was ancient myth when he was writing it so if if the if you can think 3000 bce was when the minoans started popping and homer uh, a couple thousand years later is writing about it so a 2000 year old myth to homer is what he's writing about essentially that's about yeah the time period if we think about like caesar it was about 2000 years ago for us yeah that's like him imagining that so but but with like no evidence other than you know, local pottery and, and art and, and things like that entails. So it's, it's really cool to think about that like that. So, but, but that's, that's kind of where it begins. And now I, I'm going to talk about the Minotaur just a little bit. And then I'll talk about King Minos because the, the Minotaur, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, his, his name, I, it, Asteria, Asterion, it, it means starry one. Um, it, it probably has connections. It most definitely has connections to the like Zodiac sign, Tauros, bull. It's all kind of integrated into that. The, the 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 name Minotaur means like bull of Mino Tor bull Mino the place his bull you know right and so and also like, the Minotaur it's it's I like I'll I've killed a lot of them in video games and uh <laughs> it's kind of like a there'll there'll be Minotaurs there will be many of them but it it's sort of there's what like just like how there's one Cyclops there's or well, maybe or uh, there's one Minotaur you know there's not not a bunch. Um, and, and, and his name is Asterion. So that's just kind of one thing you might be familiar with Minotaurs and, and, and in certain fantasy worlds, that's how they, they do it. But that's just one kind of explanation or, or distinction there, I should say. Um, but the, the Crete civilization, super loved bulls. It's, it's everywhere in their art and in their livelihoods, multiple depictions. And so it kind of makes sense that it would be there throughout Pre Greek intervention on on the Crete civilizations because once they fell they they essentially sort of fell to the Mycenaean civilizations who it's kind of funny because they sort of um, inspired them and then uh, oh, oh and then as we get closer to the the formation of the the Greek city states as we know them in like the classical period they kind of take over but Crete's always kind of Crete and and it was really well known for loving bulls. Uh, it's it actually had like a, what looks like a matriarchal society with sort of a, a a goddess a main goddess that was depicted and then it kind of became integrated into Greek mythology as we know it uh, and it also they also had really elaborate palaces like three story palaces in the city of Knossos which I don't you might have heard of I have because of Sid Meier's um, but they yeah so elaborate constructions and uh, they loved bulls. Those are two key things. So, one thing about Nasus, uh, mm-hmm. while I was reading, uh, King Minos apparently lived there for some for a bit of time. Oh yeah, yeah, that would yeah. make sense. It, it was it was the, one of the more favored places. So like, Crete, Crete goes through the ages. Um, it it pretty much it lasts. It's it's it has sort of a mightiness that lasts into 827 when the Arabs finally kind of took over that area. But it was in uh, Roman, Venetian, and Byzantine hands throughout that entire time until it finally got passed off. And then even now today, it's it's a Greek um, sort of state. Uh, 
but it's really cool. I mean, it's it's still really pretty. Um, it, it it's always been this. If you think like Greek island, it's it's just super. It, it fits all those kind of images that you might have in your head of pretty beaches and just a really cool place. Uh, and it and it it did even after its like heyday as the civilization. So it, it's actually posited that it. it because of its trading, you can see sign, you can see um, Minoan art, pottery, and other things like that, like frescoes and things like that, across where they would have traded, even going as far as uh, Egypt and things like that. So they they had a during their their period they had a really strong power, and, and it's likely, like I said, the, the Mycenaeans who they inspired eventually. Like so, it's it's kind of funny. They, the, the the Mycenaeans were sort of the underlings of them, and then they became the big dogs and sort of took them over. Uh, and, and it's cool. Wikipedia talks about this, this idea of um, Minoan peace. There's this whole article on it. And basically they, some people think that because there's a lack of like fortifications in the archeology, span like we can see the cities, even the ones that kind of are, are in, we can see remnants um, of cities and things like that, even if they're torn down, but there's, there's not a lot of fortifications and they think because of that that it was a, a relatively peaceful civilization, and that's why it was able to thrive. Well, there's also tons of weapons and arrowheads that were found, and it's it's been the counter argument is like China is home to a lot of lack of fortifications in lots of its um, old sites, but there was definitely still a lot of conflict. So take that what you will. I mean, I I, I imagine as like an old maritime civilization, you wouldn't need that many fortifications like that. I mean, you've got your island cities. The sea is kind of the fortification, you know, and if you've got enough galleys to ram everybody, you're good to go. Um, Anyone who's played Civ knows that. Exactly, yeah. Get your, and then once you get the quadririms, it's over. You're, <laughs> you're throwing spears, it's done. Um, so, yeah, basically Crete is extremely old. There's even uh, stone tool evidence to suggest that uh, hominins – may have reached Crete as early as 130,000 years ago. Um, I think that the idea is that they would have come, like people would have come from Anatolia, you know, like kind of sort of the mainland there where, where like modern day Tur- Turkey is. Uh, so crossing in from there and then just, you know, having a good time, like drinking wine from all the grapes that you make. So, and 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 the big takeaway for it too is it the huge influence on Greek. I mean, like like even though the Minoans, you know, their stories carried over. The King Minos became super important. I mean, when King Minos died, he became uh, basically, it sounds like like a, a receptionist in hell. <laughs> he or for for um, Hades, he became a, a judge. Um, King Minos did, and he's actually even depicted in Dante's Inferno. Like they talk about him being there. So his the the Minoan civilization, the people of Crete. They had a really everlasting effect, and we can see that. So we do know the Minoans were right, or were were around um, Crete. You can go there today. It's I promise some of my sources. Let me see, explorecrete.com and cretanbeaches.com. So <laughs> they take this stuff very seriously, and it's 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 great. I love it. Um, and King yeah, King Minos now. So we we know Crete's real. We know the Minoans were real. I don't think the Minotaur was real. I I can't prove that right now but i'm just gonna go on a limb and say i'm pretty sure he's not real there's no skeletal evidence right um but it is cool like yeah he, he had a different name in like crete language and etruscan the you know the pre-romans and stuff like that so kind of a little bit of a hercules kind of thing going on there where that myth you know because of how old it is spread super far and kind of looks like it took on um original you know originized and localized that's the term i'm looking for but for king minos 
I mean, there definitely were rulers of Crete. It looks like there are historical roots in a, a Phoenician origin, especially because um, the idea is that several ancient Greek civs were, were culturally bound is the term that um, like Wikipedia and ancient.eu, two of my sources I used, uh, to, to like Gnosis kings. And because, like I said, the Minoan stuff appears in a ton of areas. So there is no – the only time we hear King Minos like referenced is – he is actually mentioned in one of Plato's dialogues. I think it is the dialogue of Plato. But it's all it's all like uh, referencing the, the, the mythological figure. Uh, there are ideas that there were – like – History, historians have kind of made the timeline through the history based off the evidence. There's ideas that there were uh, two dudes that there are kind of being pulled in. Like um, Gilgamesh is kind of reported to be maybe like uh, we, I guess we talked about him before, and he's sort of like uh, could be a culmination of thing people who did awesome things or or just did things that lived a long time ago. So it's it's kind of hard. Um, one cool thing is it's he's mentioned in Homer's um, Iliad as well, which is but three generations before the Trojan War. So it's it like I said, he it's so old. It's it's the myth myth. It's myth for for ancient era. So it's it's hard to really nail it down. Uh, and also like the name Minos, like King Minos. It, it, I think Minos is a word for king in the language or or some sort of uh. Like because it was a matrial matriarchal society or matrilineal society as far as how uh, secession went, Minos could have been like an uh, identification for like war chief. So there would have been like a, a queen, you know, whatever word they would have used, and then the guy who was Minos was the war chief essentially, and made sure all the boats were ramming into other boats. So <laughs> the last thing that I have that's I thought was actually by far one of the coolest things. Um, this was mentioned by. Uh, by, by the, the, the Cretan beaches and explore Crete stuff is that the, the myth there. So there's this idea that these myths are, are serving bigger stories um, and that they could be telling sort of like historical recounting of actual events that sort of warped and, and came on a new meaning. Um, I, we've talked about this before, Cami, but yeah, it's, it's so that the, Real events happened, the story gets out of the event and it spreads, but it sort of becomes a myth as it gets spread and, and gets told. And yeah, it's like the telephone game. Yes, yeah, yeah. So the idea could be here is that um, – oh, let's see. So the the most probable evidence is that it symbolizes the end of human sacrifice in the Minoan civilization. Um, and sacrifices have been confirmed by archaeological evidence. So – the the because specifically you know what by by killing the minotaur they don't have to give him 14 athenians anymore right and and that could have there could have been a a political shift where they they were doing that and then eventually they're like we gotta stop doing that and so they did and 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 the the idea could have been like again they revered bulls uh in tons of of the frescoes and paintings and potteries. So they, they could have just been like, we got to stop this and that's it. The story spreads and then boom, this is kind of how it's depicted by Homer. Who's like, I'm going to cash in on this story and stuff like that. Well, yeah, there's uh, a ton of like vase uh, vases like out there with the depiction of the bull, like 
an actual bull, but right. ramming into a human, kind of yeah. throwing it in the air and stuff like that. That's yeah. Yeah. pretty famous from that time period. Maybe they, yeah, maybe that's how they they did it. Was they were just like throw a kid at the bull and <laughs> so we can have a harvest. <laughs> well, my idea was that it picked the kid up from the ground. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm sure it was taking the kid out. Um, <laughs> I don't but, know how we're throwing them at the bull, but who knows? <laughs> um, so. And then the last little things from that, another idea is that it also explains uh, in their in the words that are quoted words here, it symbolizes the liberation of the Greeks from the domination of Minoan Crete. Again, these guys were the epicenter until about 1100 BCE. And again, right when Homer's writing. And so there there could and even if Homer wrote in 800, um, there could have been this the, the, as the shift in power sort of occurred. This could have been a way of sort of talking about that. Like they would have known that the Minoans were like the superpowers. You know, great grandpa, like I said, he was getting hit by Cretan boats uh, when he was trying to sell stuff. But then he wasn't hit. And grandpa's sitting on his ancient Athenian rocking chair telling little Greek kid about how they were. And now they aren't. And then Homer's like, I'm going to write that down. Um <laughs> And the one last little thing, too, is that's really cool is there could just be more of like a simpler idea where it's an artistic representation of the Cretans. So bull reverence in the the beautiful white bull, the Minotaur, and then lastly, the labyrinth, um, interestingly, could represent their complex uh, palaces and structures because they those those some of the structures are still around in good shape. And it's really clear that they they made these awesome things. I mean, they were like one of those civilizations, like, you know, Machu Picchu level where these really like three story palaces in 3000 or, you know, whatever between 3000 and 1100 BCE, these, these huge palaces in Gnosis and this intricate trade network that went super far. I mean, they, they were a, a mega power for so long. And so this could have been like a, a sort of a remembering of that, of, of, of how they were able to be like that, you know, because it it helps us remember, like that's like I said, when I started looking into this, you, you can't really look into the Minotaur of Crete without thinking of Crete um, at the center of it. I mean, King Minos is a part of that, but he he's a mythological figure there. The, the way that we see him now, because he you know he obviously ends up uh, in Hades and that's that's the way that the story goes. But Crete, really important civilization that it, it got integrated. It had its rise had its fall and then was essentially integrated into the the superpowers that controlled that area as they went which was you know the greeks then the romans uh, even like alexander the great fought over it uh, mark antony <laughs> gave cleopatra crete he gifted it to her for her birthday i believe is what wikipedia said uh so if your significant other isn't giving you crete for your birthday then maybe you need to rethink things but anyway yeah really really cool uh it, it's 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 really nice that we've got this civilization at like sort of their the apex of their power and we just sort of like miss them before the 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 greekness sort of washes over everything the the way that we revere it today and over, and often overlook you know we, we'll overlook like settle, uh, settlements like ancient african and and south america or an american set an indian uh civilizations usually in favor of the greeks it's it's what historians tend to do but we'll they'll even overlook other ones that were right next door you know so anyway that's that's the minotaur of crete and crete and king minos cami 
thanks so much for your story. Um, Thank you, Bryant. This was a nice little relaunch. Uh, Everyone, please let us know what you think of the show. And most importantly, too, let us know if you want us to talk about anything in particular. We've got a lot of stuff lined up. We've got a ton of episodes ready for you to listen to right now on a bunch of different subjects. So no particular order. Some are two-parters, but have at it and enjoy um, mystery with an IE is how you can find us. We're on Facebook and then at gmail.com as well. Just hit us up. Let Join our Facebook group. I even have a Reddit. <laughs> we're working on making it even better. So uh, we're really excited to continue on at our, our almost one-year anniversary and, and keep going. Well, happy anniversary, Bryant. <laughs> Thanks, Cammie. <laughs> All right, everyone. We will see you next time.